Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. So we, we are, um, the topic we have today is um, the harvest glorifies the Father. Harvest glorifies the Father. You know from last week we were talking about a couple of things and I'm trying to I was trying, we were trying to bring ourselves to the point where we are not, you know, I was saying that you know, when it comes to God, there, are, you, you, there is a general standard which God expects you to meet up with when he said that, you know, you'll be judged the same, you'll be, you'll be placed on the same standard Elijah was, 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 was and things like that. And um, I just wanted to go, I just felt that, you know, it's important that we, we put some practicalities into what we are talking about. We put some practicalities into what we are talking about. Now, Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says that God by his divine power has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. The Bible says God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So what does that mean? That means that there is nothing that God is trying to do. Everything that you need or I need on heart, God has released it before time. So God is not trying to create anything now. God has created everything he needs to create. In fact, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says that just as he has chosen us in him before the foundations of the world. So basically God is saying that no, God, all those things that you think that God is trying to create now, he has created it from the beginning of the world. So what does this tell me is that God has everything. God is not creating things again. That is why the Bible says in after um, uh, what's it called um, Genesis when he, on the seventh day he rested. He rested. Now, for you to kind of understand what I'm trying to say is that when God now wiped the whole heart clean and he left Adam, sorry, he left Noah and his family, you would think that God will recreate something and say, okay, oh, the trees are, are, are already having issues, let us create them. The this is having issues, let us create them. The Bible says God just told him in Genesis chapter 9 verse 1, he says, and so God blessed Noah and he said, be fruitful and multiply. What does God say? I'm not creating everything. Anything that you need to create anything is already in the world. Because you would think that, you know, after everything was, God will not start creation again. He didn't start creation because he had finished it. So everything that the world needs to create some, bring something to life is already in that, in the system. Not that I'm advocating it. Can I have an example? Not that I'm, I'm, um, okay, let's, let's, let's do that before I get, I get to what I'm going to talk about. So you see that the agenda of Jesus 
was that in Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible says that he who descended also is the one who ascended far above heavens, and that he gave himself so that he might feel all things. So God is saying, I want to reproduction is an important aspect. So how do I reproduce myself across the world? So the Bible now says that then he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and he said for the, um, for the perfection of the saints. So what am I trying to say is that when God wanted to, Jesus still had the same agenda of God. You know, we said it initially. Oh, sorry, some time ago, I said to you some time ago. When God created Adam, his imagination was that he fills the world with himself. Because Adam was created in the image of God. And you can only reproduce what you are created in the image of. So when he created the dog, he said, dog, give back to a dog. But he created Adam in his own image. So what's the expectation that when Adam creates another Adam, that Adam will also be in the image of God. But sin happened, and Adam was only reproducing Adam. He didn't reproduce God. So the agenda of God has ever been to increase himself across the world. And the only thing that can stop that agenda is when reproduction is stopped. When reproduction is not, when, when the heart has not ability to reproduce himself. And we will see how God takes it as a strong point of, his, of, of, of who he is. How God takes the lack of reproducing yourself or myself or himself into the world, how God takes it so seriously. I don't know if you've been seeing Extinct Rebellion. rebellion. Have you heard about it? Are you in this London? <laughs> Is it extinction? Sorry. Hey, God have mercy. Amen. You know what extinction is? Rebellion. Amen. Hallelujah. They are a group of people. Make, as in, going out. Um, in protests, riot, and things like that across Europe. And the problem is that people are saying that, not that people, the UN has it now that if the world does not take action in the next 11 to 12 years, we will not be able to save our planet again. Why? Because people are taking stuff and not bothering to think how, how it would reproduce itself. People think, no, it is nature. Nature has the responsibility to reproduce itself. No, you have, it is, God is not reproducing anything. So you see people like this, sorry, this priest, 
a whole woman being arrested in London. And you have ladies going around also. You have all the time, you have people being arrested in London. And people are saying, you know, why? Because one of the challenging people are they are saying is that see, people are saying, why is it so much youth involved? Because that is their future. So they are saying that if you don't take a responsibility now, in the next couple of years, forget about the planet Earth. Is God not sitting down? God is sitting down in heaven. Why? Because it's the responsibility to reproduce is in your hands. That is why some countries that are selling petrol, uh, could, <laughs> you'd have a place to sell it very, very soon. When everybody begins to move forward. That's why you have some countries like Saudi Arabia trying to diversify their economy. Because we're getting to a point where everybody is saying this thing is killing the world. So you have, so then just, you have, you, you, you have the UN saying about 11, 11 years to go or somewhere, a report says 12 years to go. There is no decisive decision on the world of what, how we are going to stop certain things. We, the world is going to dissolve away. Or it's going to become unlivable for people. So you have children going on strike in London now. Schools going on strike. Children are turning up to school. They turn up to parliament to come and protest. Why? Because I understand that people are, some people hate it because you are, they are causing chaos on the road. You want to go to work. You want to enjoy your life. So why would some people, if they, they, they have no job. I just, now, what does this have to do with anything? If the natural world is concerned this way, that reproduction, lack of reproduction in the ecosystem would only hand the, exist the existence of, of, of humanity. So also is God taking it as a key point of reproduction. That is why you read the scriptures that we read in John chapter 15. Um, John chapter 15, sorry. Yeah, it, says, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the fine vine dresser. The branch, sorry, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, it takes them away by himself. Why? Because they are causing an issue of lack of production. If Jesus doesn't say, I am the one that will say, God himself is the one that pulls them out and throws them away. Why? Because they are not reproducing. Reproduction is very key to the heart of God. He says, he says that everyone that bears fruit say, oh, I've been bearing fruit. The Bible says, God will himself sit on you and say, you must bear more fruit. So that means that you cannot bear enough fruit for God. He would always keep asking you for more. Does this make sense? God help us in Jesus' name. Let's go to Luke. And Jesus saying, he says, 
And now, see, I had a dream some many, many years ago. I saw that it was a seed. I could see. It's not like I would say the heaven was open, but I could see. Um, this is many, many years ago before I read the scriptures. I could see somebody, I could see people walking in and out. I looked as if there was a veranda. I don't know, you see veranda, you call it in this country. Veranda, love in Nigeria. Bankoni. Oh. Okay, amen. Hallelujah. That's what we call it, veranda. So, um, so they were standing at the balcony and they were looking down. And as they were looking down, they were coming back, they were looking down, and I was hearing them talking, and they said, Why, what is the essence of, of, all of, the, of all of this? Why is he, why is he telling us to wait? We need to come and clear out this rubbish. He's telling us, give me more time. And, I'm, and they are looking and saying, what time does he want? What can he get out of this, this thing going on? Then when I read the scripture that Jesus said, then he is the, he, he is the vine that said, look, and he says, to, um, uh, sorry, God, you read the whole story, God is the, is the owner of the yard, and Jesus is the gardener, and, and God told him, clear out the ones that are not clear, and Jesus said, please give me three more years. Maybe it can be a fruit. So when I had that dream, what God was showing me was that God is getting frustrated. Jesus was saying, so give me a few time. They will change. They will change. May God grant us grace in Jesus' name. See, the production is very key to the house of God. And we'll be looking into more practicalities about how this thing really works or what, how does it matter. There was one day also I had a, a dream. I was, it was as if I was driving a bus and was in a very luxurious, as it was, a place it was uh, that part was quite you know it was it was beautiful but the roadside as in the side views was so beautiful so i was i was driving and i just entered there was a very big gate made of gold so as i just drove in and the guy somebody saw me said, wait, wait 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 what are you doing here I said no no i'm just coming home he said with what i said yeah i have about two or three passengers I said with all this car that you have, it's only two passengers that you can bring. That didn't matter. He said, go back now before the master sets his eyes on you because you will not like it. And when I was coming, they were playing the song. So he was saying, basically, this is what you... And you think you have brought something. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why at times when I go to preach at the time when I went they sing that song, it means a lot. It means a lot to me. It, it makes me remember how many. Bo- <laughs> is your boss? What is inside that boss? God grant us grace in Jesus' name. So we see how, um, and so if you go to Luke chapter. 13 and we're getting more into practicalities now. Luke chapter 10, sorry, Luke chapter, sorry, Mark, Mark chapter 11, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 11, 13 and 14. And the Bible says, this is a tree, Jesus saw a tree. And the Bible says that he saw it from afar, having leaves. And he went to him, perhaps he could find something in it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but living. It had not, it was not the season for the fields. Then Jesus responded to it. Please. Jesus was standing with a tree. And the Bible says Jesus responded to it. Who had, you only respond to somebody if somebody can talk to you. Does that make sense? But Jesus said, Jesus responded to it. So I can imagine that that tree was having interaction with Jesus. Say, excuse me, sir. It's not my time. That's why the Bible says, Jesus responded to it. So let us try to look at the excuses or the Queries that that tree must have been having with Jesus. Maybe he said, Look at me, I have enough leaves. Fruit does not matter. I am beautiful. People can, people are admiring me. But he said, No, I am looking for fruit. Not beauty. Now, when you read another um, scripture, the next time he says, I just wanted to, I'll go back to that. Now, Jesus was saying to them, he said, my food, now the Bible says that Jesus was looking for food to eat. So, when in the context of a human being, he said, my food is to do the will of him that has sent me and to finish it. And he says, therefore, there is four months, um, there, there are still four months, then the harvest come. Behold, I say that, lift up your eyes, for the fields and the harvest is already ready, is ready. So what Jesus was saying was that, in this context, what happened was that Jesus went, people went to buy Jesus' food, his disciples. But Jesus saw a woman, a Samaritan woman, and he witnessed to that woman. He won that woman over and he said, that's my own food. Does that make sense? So, in the context of us as a tree, do we agree that the fruits or the food that God is looking for are human beings? Does that make sense? Okay. So now, what is the difference between a leaf and of fruit. Let me first of all start that if 
I have a seed and I plant it into a tree and so into, a, into the ground and I get back there and I find my seed that fruit that tree has not produced anything does that make sense? hallelujah so that means that if all I can do is quote scriptures it is not fruit it is just leaf you have not done anything with it you, you've only memorized scripture if we are taking it a bit further because we are trying to find out how to connect me to harvest when harvest comes the only seed that Jesus is coming to gather are human beings so let me use my example, myself as an example my job is to clean the chairs in the church Where is my harvest coming from? My harvest is that as I clean and pray, as people sit on these chairs, let their lives be transformed. Let people feel these chairs. As they sit on that, that is my harvest. And their life is transformed. My cleaning is just my seed. Or in a bed, if you were a wonderful cleaner, it's just leaf. I can sing. It is wonderful. But it needs to connect to a fruit. So when I'm singing and thanking God, I am asking God, I need harvest. Let lies be touched. Let people know you more. And as I, as people begin to say, you know what? I, I think I'm missing something with God. Because as I am leading my worship, guess what? That is the fruit. Most of the time, we are so concerned about belief. But God comes close and he says, where is the fruit in this tree? Where is the fruit in this tree? Oh, that's when that person speaks in tongues. Heaven descends. Yes, everyone descends to look for fruits. But when they come and they don't see fruits, a life is not touched for Christ. It is just leaf. There is no fruit. So, someone will say, I, last year, I didn't have a car. In this harvest, God has given me a car. Sir, that car is not a harvest. If that car will not carry somebody that is needing Christ to him, that car is not a harvest. I did have money before. Oh, see my bountiful harvest. That is not an harvest. <laughs> Until you commit it 
So what brings a soul to Christ? It is not another. Am I making sense? Because what we are trying to do is to bring us to practicalities of what God is asking us. So there are. I know you wouldn't mind that. that see, and that was why I was when I was giving Thanksgiving here. There was a time in our family when things were a bit hard. But when the doors begin to open. Do you know what also opened along with it? The opportunity to take the church abroad. So God was saying, I didn't give you money to come and that's not how it works. It's a seed. So people are like, I know, maybe I should buy. No, it was so, it was so because I remembered very vividly in my mind. That was why when I was giving thanks of God's faithfulness, I was telling Hannah, if I, because I have a British passport, it's not now that it's a higher right. It is a tool to go and bring harvest. When I was talking, I said, I said, I, when I said to her, I said, Dash. He said, now, God cannot say, I need you here now. So, you don't have time because you don't need to go to Ebersa. So that thing is a tool. It is, it is nothing but just a tool. God, I need help. For what? That's why when Jesus said, when you bear fruits, nothing you have the Father that you will not give. Why? Because you have understood that those things in your hands are just instruments. Separating leaf from fruits. You see, Quite, we are used to celebrating leaves. And God is coming and saying, Where is the fruit? Okay, now you have now become XYZ. Okay, so some people will now say, No, maybe someone is, is not, they're not even a citizen yet, but they got their papers. And they say, Okay, yes, this is now time. Ah! Where is your harvest? My harvest is this. Ah, God, I thank you for having And you are showing that God is saying, what is this? I thought you were saying that you cannot go to um, X, Y, so that immigration will not... Now that you now you are, I'm not giving you the, the grace to walk around, what are you doing? God, I have had... See, I am just trying to bring you to the practicalities of separating leaf from fruit. So that when you are doing your service before God, you know what he's looking for. Ha! 
You know what he's looking for? When I'm sweeping the floor, I, that, is my, that is my seed, but I am waiting for a harvest. And God has people step on this floor. Let their, no matter what scene they are in, let it drop off their life. Let me see people get healed in this place. Let them know that you are God. And as people begin to come in, as those begin to happen, God says, yes, that is the fruit for um, Super Bio. Because See, I understand that these things are a bit tough because at times when I was, there was a day where I was celebrating harvest and God was asking me, why are you so, what is your excitement about harvest? You don't have seed. You have not sown seed. But you're afraid harvest is coming. For what? Where is your harvest coming from? I am saying this because, see, we should be out like extinct rebellion. Uh, rebellion is out. And I can say heaven is shouting, hey, these are all leaves. Nothing is here that is a fruit that we can eat. We got during the weeks. Um, so let me share, share the start with me. And we have people watching and listening to our podcast from Poland. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say. Now, whatever she, that is the fruit now is those people have been touched. Your, your fruit in that context. So your 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 time into media or into those things is your seed. And as you do it prayerfully, fruits are coming in. Practicalities, that's how we'll talk about this. A man was talking to me about this morning about that he signed a contract of, um, what's it called, um, another drums, whatever, whatever it is. And he said, he was speaking to them, he said, I want, he said, how can we get discounts for churches? I want, if this, I want you to give me, let me get discount for churches, that churches can get these things in a cheaper route, not in a cheaper route, so that I can help churches. And as a result, hopefully the person beating the drums is beating it with a target in mind and as those fruits begin to come in it begins to get credited as those fruits begin to come begin to get credited may God help us in Jesus name Amen. hallelujah are we happy? <laughs> Don't worry. God, God is on our side. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I want you to look at John chapter 15 as we well, 15 verse 8. Jesus said, and that's where we took our topic from. Jesus said, by this, my father is glorified as you bear fruit. That means that if 
if I'm saying, God, I give you glory, God is saying, the glory I can see is fruit. They are showing, ah, see how that person is kaboshing. Hey, the glory is filling the place. I'm going to say, hey, yeah, that is smoke. Real glory is when I see fruit. I can welcome people. I'm very, yes, issue, but my welcoming people in church, my, 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 is to make sure that as I hug them, they see Christ. We're saying at some had sorry of when somebody is carrying the cross. That was what we kind of had and grew to expect. When somebody is carrying the cross in the church, and I shall know he's carrying that cross through the service, and people that have sickness are getting healed. Why? Because he's carrying the cru- the, the crucifix. And in his mind, the Bible says that by his stripes you were healed. So as he's carrying it, he's praying. Because he's looking for what? Fruit. And that same one is where someone will carry and say, That's why, see, that's why certain things I'm not, I'm, I'm, it appears that I'm, I'm, I'm not as. Because, see, it doesn't matter the style you carry it. What matters first is that that thing is producing fruits as you do them. So Jesus said, by this my father is glorified. Now, he now said this, which has been making me also think. He said, so you would be my disciples. On that version, we say, This is how you prove that you are my disciples. So, what does that mean? If you are not bearing fruit, you can I can say I am a disciple of Christ. But Jesus is saying, Dio, this is how you know who my disciples are. Now, there are some things I've also learned about the scriptures. You can have different ideas of who God is. It's not a problem. But he has stated his own idea of what he thinks in his word. Your own opinion is okay. Say like for example, you can believe that the queen doesn't exist in this country. There are people in this country who do not agree with the queen. Do you, do you know that? But that does not mean when tax comes, the queen doesn't say who's alive. Who's <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. So you can you can say whatever you want to say, it's not a problem. You can have whatever opinion you want to have about God. It's not a problem. But what he thinks should be aligned in line with God. And Jesus said, This is how that is why now you will now understand when Jesus was asked when they asked Jesus about false prophets. And Jesus said, by their fruits, that is the only way you can identify somebody. Is the fruit that they bring out. Is the fruit that they bring out. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just quickly um, move this quickly as we draw this very close. 
Luke chapter 8. Now, I want you to understand, we would say, I would, now, the Bible says, Jesus was talking about the parable of the sower. He now said, the word of God is the seed. The word of God is the seed. It's interesting to me because if I want to, if I want to plant something, I need to clear the ground, dig it, and put it inside. Does that make sense? It's interesting to me that human beings were created from the soil. And biology tells you that a large percentage of your body is made of, of, of water. So what you need for a good ground is actually soil and good water. And Jesus said the word is the seed that goes into that ground. But as that body begins to as that soil begins to drag into that world, into that seed, drawing the seed, sucking out the life inside of it, the, 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 the seed begins to come out and begins to germinate. The problem that we are not bearing fruit is not because you have not been given the word. It's because that word is sitting on the surface of the soil. You need to open up yourself and receive the word so that your heart will begin to mesh it together, draw life out of it. Does that make sense? That's why the Bible says, like, that's why the Bible says, in James chapter 1 verse 24, it said, therefore, get rid of all immoral um, sins and evil so that, I say, he said, he said that is so um, prevalent. And humbly accept the word planted. Planted. That's what the Bible said. Planted into you, which can save you. So the word of God that is not planted cannot save you. The word of God that is not settled inside of you cannot save you. No matter how much you hear it. So I need to begin. So how do I begin to mesh, my, mesh myself into, into it? Crush my body into it. Is that I want to do something. And see... Can I say something? I, I, I might be wrong, but I just feel that see, if you have, if you spend two weeks or three weeks, and there is no time where you have, you have come in, you you have had to do something for the word of God to grow. I mean, you want to do you maybe maybe for example, maybe somebody is is addicted to porn, and is saying no, the Bible tells me that I am a new creation. And you say, I will not watch it today, no matter what happens. 
And he's saying, you know, I am struggling with the pot. I will not watch it today. What is he doing? He's imagining himself with the word. The soil is taking its process in it. The soil is taking its process in it. Then before you know it, the fruit begins to germinate. When the word comes to you, when the word comes to you, one of the things that challenges it is your flesh. You read the Bible, the Bible says you should pray for those who hate you. The word is sent, but the floor is closed. The Bible says, go out and preach the gospel. Me, I don't have time for all this. I am just tired. The body is resisting it. That is why there is no modern technology as at now. That when you want to sow a plant, a seed, you just sprinkle it up on top of it. You have to cultivate it. You have to dig it. Chuck some things out. So that you can put the seed inside of it. Most of the time, the reason why the, the, the fruit is not coming out is because that body is still resisting the word. And people expect, you know, God knows that when the time comes, it will work. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And you would understand that because John chapter 10, Jesus said, Jesus said that, he says, have I not told you that you are gods? And you know, some of us will say, which, which is true, some of us will say, I am a God. I am a God. God says, I'm a, yes. But the Bible does not say because you speak it, you are so. First Timothy the next, yeah, first thing he says, but reject profane and uh, profane and hold wise fables. Exercise yourself. Exercising. Can you do exercise without sweating? When, why would Paul use the word exercise? Under fashion would tell you, train yourself in godliness. One of the words that God was saying to us this week is that ye are gods. But being God is not only saying it, but beginning to train yourself in that way. Begin to exercise yourself in that way. That I, I, I need to bear fruits but I need to begin to exercise myself towards it. It doesn't just happen because I say so. He now said, he said, but, he said, he said, Godliness is profitable, having the promise of this life and the life to come. Can I have the next slide, please? Now, please, look at this guy doing the exercise. Does it look like someone that is smiling all the time? See, if you have not been feeling 
any part in your life of pain. Say, ah, boy, I need to do this. The deceit is not inside. I've seen occasions where God is saying to someone, do this. And he got to a point, he, tears began to drop. Why? Because that thing was hard. See, at times I don't know. And maybe it may not be any other, it may, it may be different for people. But my own experience has been, at times when God is, when I, one of the signs I will tell myself, I know this is God, is that it will be as if a knife is it's been pierced through your heart. Why? Because that's why the Bible says the word of God is like a two-edged sword. It, it goes through it. If you are not prepared for the word to go through you, then you are not prepared for harvest. If you are not going to a time whereby you say, ah, and somebody sees that you are crying, you say, why am I crying? It's, it's hard, but it's for my benefit. One of the guys that I listened to, he used to pray a prayer. He said, God, when you are dealing with me, please do not look at my tears, because I know what you are doing is for my good. Biliakun. There was a day when he was now doing ministration one day, thousands of people. And one of the pastors came and said, Ah, you see how God has blessed you? He said, Can you remember the prayer I used to pray then when we were young? He said, ah, That kind of prayer is too hard. Ah, God forbid. So I was telling God, I may cry today, but I know that if it is you dealing with me, I will smile tomorrow. Don't be afraid of my tears today and say, don't worry about you. Let us, let us manage you. Today is reaping the rewards. If you cannot go to a gym, see, I would draw it to a close. Do you know one thing about gym is that if you are, if you, if you, if you gym, get gym, you get better. If you stop it, what happens? Your body becomes back to normal. That's why the Bible, Jesus was saying that when you bear fruit, God will do what? Come, prune you again so that you can bear more fruit. Harvest is coming. And God, I believe one of the reasons why God is saying this is that God is looking. Ah, we oh yeah, oh yeah, fruit, 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 fruit. Ah, I bought a new Lamborghini this year. That's my fruit. God said, yes, good, good, good. Fruit, fruit, fruit. <laughs> ah, I got my red passport this year. Whoa, wonderful. Fruit, 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 fruit. Thank you for that. Fruit. I, I imagine that when people do Thanksgiving and have a harvest, God gives, takes your thanks for 
all the blessings that he has done, he puts it to one side. He puts it somewhere safe, but he's still standing. Yeah, come on, when you come to harvest, people are, you see the, the leader standing to receive your offering. And I can imagine God saying, oh, thank you. This is your harvest for the year. Thank you. Gabriel, put it here for me. And he's still standing, and you're already dancing and going. <laughs> there is still more. Is this <laughs> what you brought? This thing that you brought, if you don't know me, you can still get them. This thing that you are taking me for, when you depart this world, you will not see them again. I said to us one, one, something one day, and you know, in the spirit of thanksgiving, so I can leave you with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was, I got a, a promotion at work then. And I was dancing on the road. I was saying, God, thank you. And he said, see how you are dancing because I gave you this promotion. When last did you dance like this because I gave you my son? What is more important to you? My son or the work that you got? Because if it was his son, I would be forced to bear fruit. <laughs> so as you package your offering for harvest, please begin to find your fruits. This is what I, I'm not saying this, this is what I imagine. Is what I imagine. I'm coming with my harvest. There are people that God has helped me to touch so many. I invite them. Even though it's not. But what I'm doing is not. See my harvest? Thank you. Empower me more this year to be more before you. That's why I think harvest should be right. Because what do you bring harvest? You bring your fruits. <laughs> if you don't have, it's not a problem. But begin to tell God, God, now <laughs> my own harvest this year, let it be such, in such a way that, you know, people will say, ah, ah, we, we have, we have seen for, we, are you the only one that's, you know, I am, God, empower me this new year. I want to bring harvest to you. And please see what he would say to you. God cannot lie. His word remains. See, most of the time, people don't do what takes God of God. Solomon did it, I said. Solomon. What did Solomon do? It was about people. <laughs> Human beings. Everybody has been making offering of a cow. And things like that. Solomon said, I know. What you are giving me is a seed for my harvest. And God said, eh? 
You did not ask for anything, but you asked for the well-being of my people. How my kingdom can be saved. Solomon, because you've done this. And that's the last thing that I'm going to say is that please, you need to understand the difference between I know people say, Solomon pray for wisdom. And God said, because you do not ask for wisdom, go and read the Bible word. Solomon was what? Solomon was asleep when God came to a meeting in his dreams. Why did God come to a meeting? Because when they say, pray for wisdom, and you will pray. But if God come and meet in your dream, <laughs> don't forget about what we pray in the church. It is, it is because your spirit cannot lie. It will tell the truth of what is inside your mind. So the word has already settled inside of Solomon before God came to meet him. So before you begin to pray the prayer of Solomon, remember if God comes to meet you in your dream, what are you going to say? God. <laughs> you know, see, the kingdom of God will come, but <laughs> I need food. So God was not stupid when he blessed Solomon. He did not ask Solomon one-on-one. He asked him when he was asleep. Because that is what your heart is really, really saying. The question I feel that God wants that God is laying is that what is what are you thinking about harvest? It is not a question I want to ask you face to face, but I want to ask your spirit because your spirit will not lie. And the only reason why your spirit cannot lie is because you have settled it within your heart that this is my harvest before God. God wants to be glorified. He's seeking glory from us. But he wants harvest. Touching life. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.